Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. It's 63 degrees in the studio. 63, senor. That's not a safe workplace. <laughs> No, oh, my These are not safe working conditions. This is like being in a coal mine in the early 1900s. I'm used to having my fingers be numb, but when my elbows are numb, too much. <laughs> oh my God! Live from Studio C, C Senior. It is a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey, everybody, I can't even imagine what Joe is going to say is today's. General Manager, the American voter, intelligent, well-informed, steadfast, and true. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> Our General Manager could have been the end of the world, which will be happening should Republicans uh, win back the House. According to the number three Democrat, the end of the world. Here's my hot take, and I have prepared this for at least four minutes this hot take Mm. but so i was listening to a story on uh, there's two things here that made me think about this uh i tweeted out a video last night boy we should put it on the website have you seen the video i tweeted out of a little kid in the hazmat suit and it said 
This is what zero COVID looks like for children in China. And it's a little kid struggling to walk all alone in his giant hazmat suit to be in solitary confinement and have food shoved through a door. As adults are barking orders at him which way to go, and the child, you can tell from the body language, is just so confused and frightened. Oh, yeah. Terrible. And no parents. No, no. I mean, it's just, and I I tweeted, I said, this is heartbreaking. The Chinese government is evil. That is not said enough. China is evil, their government. Evil. Yes. Not just a foe, not just our form of government, but evil. Chinese asshole. So then I heard a story on NPR on the way in this morning um, about... Canadian spies that had gotten into, I forget how many elections they think in Canada, vying for various parliamentary seats in Canada. And China, of course, is denying it, but they think they've caught them and they're laying out the proof and everything like that. So China was trying to get people, Chinese communists, into the government to influence the elections in Canada. I have have no doubt of that whatsoever. There was a story uh, last week we never got to it about a highly placed Democratic aide in Congress been on the Hill for 30 years, something like that. Uh, And this gal was busily trying to make appointments for folks from the Chinese embassy with uh, influential lawmakers. She was on the payroll of the Chinese communists. So anyway, here's my hot take on the whole uh, election today. Democracy is on the ballot. Now, uh, democracy can't go away in one election. If our democracy could go away in one midterm election, well, then we aren't much of a democracy. But what is on the ballot is this idea, this poll that I've cited like a thousand times in the last two weeks, that 80% of us believe the other party is out to destroy America. You know who is out to destroy America? Freaking China. The number two economy in the world that has a bigger navy than us is actually out to destroy America. And if we can't unite even enough to think that they're the enemy, not the person on the other side of the cul-de-sac, but the Chinese government, then we are doomed. And that is the only way to me that democracy is on the ballot. Can we reverse this race to the bottom America hating kind of in both sides thing that we've got going on uh, or not, because China is out to take over the world and they are evil. Don't trust China. So I uh, appreciate your fine and well-crafted screed there. Really enjoyed it. It was sincere. I spent four minutes on that. It takes six minutes for my toaster to do two pieces of toast. So in less time than it takes to get some nice crusty toast, you've unleashed truth upon the landscape, the uh, the, the the fruited plain. We appreciate it. I feel Here's like my giant reply. Sir Mix-a-Lot big butt coming. Here, here, here it is. Here it is. <laughs> this you got some serious bootay right here. But <laughs> you raised zero dollars with your funny little speech there. Zero dollars. And it's all about packing campaign war chests and enriching people's families and getting to route tax dollars through your party instead of the other one. And and indeed, if we, the voters and or our brave elected representatives can't, you know, succumb or can't, uh, you know, rise above that. And recognize what you just stated, which is plainly true about the threat from without. Well, then we will deserve the doom that is visited upon us. And all the children of the world could be uh, in hazmat suits being screamed at by adults. Doomed! Away from their parents because the Chinese government takes over because we're too busy yep. convincing ourselves, I guess. I don't, I don't even. It's a combination of so many different things. 
social media, the way our elections are currently structured and funded, like you just mentioned, all kinds of different things. Yeah, and I think uh, looking back, it'll it'll be clear in retrospect how we died as a republic. Um, while you're in the midst of it, uh, that party that you went to and a guy said, hey, you ever done any coke? It's uh, it's great. No, it's not addictive. You know, in retrospect, you realize, wow, that was the moment. Uh, and, 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 you know, it might not be that clear, but uh, if things don't change, and I'm I'm the eternal optimist, uh, they might. Um but you're, you're right. What a stark juxtaposition. Now, granted, it is election deadline day, um, and so that sort of thing is at a fever pitch. But I don't see a lot of sign that it'll calm down. I, I don't. After I, the I see zero signs that it's going to calm down. Trump is going to announce, and, uh, and we're going to be off and running for uh, oh, two more years. Oh, boy. Oh, golly. Um. Uh, we should start the show officially. Do you know how uh, the government works? Do you remember from school? There are 100 senators. They each have six-year terms. Every two years, a third of them are up for election. Every two years. You got, right this year, 35, because you can't divide 100 evenly by three. But there are oh, 35. My understanding was that it's 33 every year, and there's one guy who just gets a pass. Gets a bye week <laughs> like it's the NFL. <laughs> right. He has a play-in game. Or woman, uh, but there theoretically. Are, there are seven or eight, depending on which polls you look at, senator races that are within the margin of error. Wow. Going into today. That's a lot. Well, it'll be exciting uh, tonight to not get the results. Yeah. We won't know tonight who controls the Senate. Let's start the show officially. If you're not registered to vote. Yes. Register and vote. I forgot <laughs> that clip. Simple oh, solutions. Oh, that's got, well, that was that guy, somebody green running. Alvin in, Green. Alvin Green. What was his story? He was running for Congress in North Georgia, Carolina. I think it was. Yeah, or, he yeah, like, it might accidentally be won, too. He accidentally won. Yeah, it was just a joke candidacy. <laughs> right. He won. And that was one of his lines. If you're not registered to vote, register and vote. He, the simple yes. eloquence. Yeah. What's his first name? I keep wanting to say Harold Alvin. Green. Harold Green was the newscaster that the one newscaster threatened the other one with. You want to work with us? You want to work with Harold Green? Alvin Green stripped away the superlatives and the extra words that you don't need. <laughs> Spoke clearly to the American people. Hemingway-esque wordcraft of Alvin Green. If you're, if not-, you're not registered to vote, register and vote. <laughs> yes! We need more of that. Son, <laughs> if you haven't taken out the trash, take out the trash. Yeah, exactly. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Tuesday, November 8th. It was on this day in 1864 that Lincoln was reelected. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty, and we approve of this program. If we haven't officially started the show, officially start the show. <laughs> and Mark, we are going to move to a Democratic Party very quickly. That is all being led by these millennial girl boss energy types, and that's going to be crazy town. <laughs> who, who said millennial that? Millennial girl boss energy types. That's Ben Dominich. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Oh, I got to contemplate that for a minute. Millennial girl boss energy types. Wow. <laughs> Please do not use gendered language to to address everyone. <laughs> Oh, boy. 
That reminds me, somebody said, uh, okay, boomer to me yesterday, and I said, I am actually Gen X. I'm the last year. And they said, your entire aura screams boomer. It doesn't matter what the calendar says. (laughs) Wow. Wow. An honorary boomer. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, boy. Um, How does mailbag Okay, boomer. It's it's good actually. I'm in, I'm still whipping it into shape. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we're going to be uh, searching for things to talk about because there's not going to actually be anything election wise to talk about even tonight in terms of results. And at least knowing who controls what, we'll have some individual results. But there there are a lot of ballots to count. So. Well, we'll have plenty of uh, this result clearly indicates that Georgia could be moving. It will remain to be simple. The if, trend is... If you enjoy that sort of thing, take it in. I don't. I think I'll wait till tomorrow. But uh, Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We'll try to drag in some nuggets of interest about the election. I personally am not much that interested in looking at the polls and predicting things. And just I just wait and see what happens. Happy to discuss it afterwards. I'm going to ask you to pick 15 races and give us your predictions on them. How long do you think you should be without your car if you get a flat tire? I think roughly half an hour. Uh, uh, might take an hour, depending how busy the tire store is, I guess. Two weeks, in my case. Two weeks I will be without my car from having a flat tire. We'll have to talk about that later. Uh, what? Yeah. As I've said to more than one person, that's completely unacceptable. But anyway, more on that later. Wow. Wow. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. I love this. Today, especially, in the wake of Jack's screed, if you missed it, oh, my your life will be the poorer for it. Or you could grab the podcast later on Strong and Getty on Demand and listen to the beginning of the hour. Uh, ben Carson said this. Our strength as a nation comes in our unity. We are the United States of America, not the divided states. And those who want to divide us are trying to divide us, and we shouldn't let them do it. It's weird, man. It's a weird thing to live through. <clears throat> you know, I really like and respect Ben Carson. And... This is this is wasted breath right here. This is going to be a failed effort. As a conservative, whether you're kind of the traditional conservative wing of, of the right or uh, more Trumpy populist, maybe you're moving on to DeSantis, whatever. If you want to be a radical anti-leftist, preach unity. Don't preach that every Democrat is a demon. Preach that we're all Americans and we ought to be hanging together. Make that your mantra. How's that for a crazy idea these days? This Joe Getty, what kind of sicko is he? Sicko! Mailbag. Mm. You're starting to get the voice of the negative campaign ads. Is Joe Getty a sicko? And then slow motion black and white video of me walking with a sour look on my puss. <laughs> I like when they get somebody, a politician, in the middle of like saying something where it looks like they're just angry and yelling all the time. And they right, use that exactly. for the picture. Got their hand up and their finger pointing. <laughs> Joe Getty wants to see school teachers fired. <laughs> <laughs> 
You can drop us an email, don't you know? Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Let's lead off with this one from Jared. Uh, Listen, boys, when Trump announces you'll need some non-Trump topics to fill the show, here's some suggestions. One, invasive insects. Where do they come from and can we send them back? (laughs) Two, universities changing their athletic conferences. Does this help or hurt the academics of the student-athlete? Good one. Three, California banning small gas engines. Is the technology ready? And four, grandparent visitation rights. All right, Jared. Thank you, buddy. Uh, oh, a comment. A comment. And it's this is a positive that people care. Yesterday, I was making a point about propaganda, and I said, Goering, talking about Nazi Germany. I said, Goering, when I meant Goebbels, then corrected it, what, three minutes later, four minutes later, right after the commercial break. Probably had 50 people listening to the podcast. Hey, say, Joe, Joe, it's it's not Goering, it's Goebbels. If you're listening to the podcast hours later, first of all, thank you for listening. Hope you're having a good one. Uh, Secondly, why don't you give it five minutes before you write in your correction to a mistake that was made, Okay. All right. Everybody's dad's Everybody's dad's studying for some sort of World War II test. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see. Sideshow Bob with yet another hilarious screed uh, on the topic of the Powerball delay. The giant $2 billion pot was not given out because of quote-unquote security concerns. Right. So there was a delay. I probably have the winning ticket, but yet I'm at work. So Bob writes, uh, I can't wait to hear the reactions of the Powerball pass- postponement. Uh, Tucker and MTG. What's MTG? Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, right, right. Will tell us that the Democrats bought, brought down the lotto system while trying to hack voting machines. AOC will blame it on Republicans because they want to keep poor people poor. Trump will say they actually did pull the numbers and he won. And Biden will nod off while telling a story about how they didn't have lotteries before he was president. <laughs> That's really good, Bob. You That's know, really Joe good. Biden fell asleep during an interview like a week and a half ago. How did that not get more coverage? Hey, well, the same reason Hunter Hunter Biden's laptop was a clear Russian plant. I heard right before an election. I heard the best prediction of how it's going to end for Joe Biden uh, over the weekend from one of my favorite pundits. I'll have to pass that along. Yeah, I think it is in the, bed, surrounded by his family. I think it is the best. Well, not the end for his life. Taking a nap. That's the way it ends oh. for most of us. Um, uh, hopefully that's the best case. Yeah, I pray. Um, uh, um, no, but how it's going to end politically for Joe Biden. I I think, and I think this is accurate. Yeah. You know, I may stay tuned. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. That one's great, but it's a little long. Uh, let's see. Jack's wrong that national political parties are bad at messaging. I can't remember which one of us said that, but Mm. in fact, I'd argue that especially the Dems have become entirely too good at messaging. When you get Hillary, Obama, Biden, Pelosi, and every mainstream media journalist, quote-unquote, and pundit to be all talking about this ridiculous losing our democracy, and you also get big tech to support your narrative while ignoring the top five most important issues of the voters, your messaging is off the charts. Um... uh... I don't think enough people on the right are, are acknowledging the situation the Democrats are in with inflation where it is, 80% wrong direction numbers, that sort of stuff. You had to throw a Hail Mary. I mean, you had to come up with some wild goose story of some sort. When the only card you got is the Nazi card, by golly, you play the Nazi I mean, card. what else were you going to do? Uh, yeah, how it is going to end for Biden politically, I think most likely. Trump didn't announce last night, but still on the table for tonight or sometime this week, according to people in America. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Both Pennsylvania and Georgia, for all the obvious reasons, but in part because they're sort of mirror images of each other. Uh, Georgia's supposed to be a Republican state, but it's moving Democratic. Pennsylvania's supposed to be a Democratic state, and it's moving Republican. And you have uh, flawed candidates in the form of uh, Herschel Walker and, to a, in a different way, I say Fetterman, because it's not his fault he had a stroke or anything right. like that. But the, you see the need, the, the compulsion to vote party line 
because of the way we live in a way we live now. We think we live in a parliamentary system, and it's just voting for a party rather than an individual. Mm-hmm. And so I there's thought, a lot of trends going on. I thought that was interesting from Jonah Goldberg. That's a little analysis on CNN this morning. We've talked about that. Um, both Fetterman, that's the Democratic candidate who had the stroke in Pennsylvania, and Herschel Walker, who got caught paying for abortions as a guy who was anti-abortion, one cycle ago, certainly years ago, not a chance they stay in the race. I mean, not a chance they stay in the race. That's There's how not much, a chance they would get a nomination. It's That's how much things have changed politically. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. That's an interesting way that Jonah Goldberg phrased it there. We're now a parliamentary system. You merely vote for a party, and whoever the party has chosen to be in there, that's your that's your guy. I guess they're expecting fairly high turnout today. I was looking at turnout over the years for midterms. Oh, we yeah, had, every indication is it's going to be super strong. We had high turnout in 2018. You know, that was the first election after, after Trump. 50% turnout, and that was a record going uh, back to the early 80s. Uh, looks like if I'm looking back, 82, 86, there's a lot of threes there, a lot of 30-somethings, high 30s, as usually turn out for a midterm. People barely pay attention. It barely makes the news. And uh, it's 30-some percent of people who are hardcore you know, political people uh, come out. That's obviously not the case this time around. It feels more like a presidential election. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. So uh, here's, uh, I was listening to a pundit that I really liked the other day, and they were discussing, actually, they got started on the Biden fall asleep during the interview. Is Biden going to run? All that sort of stuff. Which is going to be the question in Washington, D.C., starting like tomorrow at noon. Uh, But he posited this, and I think this is probably the most likely thing. He is going to have a moment, an old person moment, that is undeniable by everyone, Republican, Democrat, and his family and staff. And that's going to be the end. And I think that is probably what's going to happen. He is going to have a moment that's so egregious that it's just, okay, there's no arguing about it anymore. I think that is what's going to happen. I was going to say, arguably, he's had several of those. But you're thinking it's going to be an utter... Wander off. Granddad doesn't know where he is. Well, he fell, he fell asleep for a couple of seconds during that interview where he falls completely asleep. And the person there has to wake him up or yeah. something. And, it's just, and then it's well, just not, you could put that down to the rigorous travel schedule of, of the POTUS. I, mean, I think it would be, I think it would be over. Uh, and also, you know, reading more New York Times articles, there's a couple more over the weekend as they're they're You know, the pointing out his flaws and that sort of thing. So the, the powers are lining up to push him out. So I just I think he's going to have a big stumble, maybe literally, and uh, and everybody thinks ah, okay, including like his family where they come to him and say, "Grandpa, Dad, yeah. husband." Yeah. Well, I, I, as you know, consider the uh, the continuing conversation about whether he will run to be absolutely hilarious. Right, I I, I get that, but what's the mechanism that gets him out of there? And I think it's going to be this. Yeah, or uh, I think it'll be a Nixon-like, uh, you know, when the arch archest conservatives went to the Oval Office and said, we're not supporting you anymore, you have no support. It'll be something like that. Maybe a military coup? And they'll say, Mr. President, no offense, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. He will shout Mr. President, back. Over, over, over here, Mr. President. 
he will shout back, it is what it is, because... Do we have that clip, Michael? It is what it is, because he is who he is. No, you're, you're talking That's why it is what it is. You're talking to the planter. That's not plugged in, Mr. President. <laughs> I, no need to shout, sir. I'm sitting right next to you. <laughs> so, yes, it will end somehow. <laughs> but then who is a question. And certainly right, not the right. moron vice president. Uh, so then, <laughs> then it will be a full-scale 2016-style... Once again, uh, though, what's the mechanism for getting her out of there? Her? Yeah. Uh, if he steps thing. down, he, she's president. That's the way it works. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. And that is a disaster for the republic, I think. Uh, I don't know. I hope they're working on it. I mean, I would, I would like, pledge my, my eternal loyalty to Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer if they called me today and said, Joe, we've figured it out. How to get rid of Kamala. And we're going to have somebody, and they could name anybody, some moderate governor, like I always say, or I don't know anybody. I would, I would pledge my fealty to them for the rest of my days. If they could get the Republic through Joe Biden and the, and the, the half-wit Kamala Harris and, and have somebody decent in, in the position of POTUS who's not going to lead us into capitulating to China or some sort of horrific disaster for the ship of state, That'd be great, because I don't see what that solution is. You're right. Got this email. This is a bit of a change of topic. It's uh, voting related, but... And I was thinking about how to set this up, and I was going to name check a bunch of states. Idahoans, you're going to think we make the, made this up. Tennesseans, former Californians in Nashville, I know several of you. Shout out. Um, you're, you're not going to believe this. But then I realized, no, it's like everybody in America, except for... Some of the bluest areas of the coasts and like a couple of college towns. You're going to think, wait a minute, this is an old email written to us yesterday by beloved listener uh, Lori. Doesn't say they want to be anonymous. It's a common name anyway. Went to my local voting place to vote in person in Santa Clara County, in the Bay Area, California. I remember Santa Clara during the uh, Santa Clara County during the COVID thing. They were leading America in crackdowns and uh, tape around uh, playgrounds so kids couldn't possibly stay outside, arresting joggers, shutting down restaurants, even if the restaurants had employed jet engines to ventilate the place and the rest of they were They were among the purest hearted of the COVID youth uh, lunatics. So uh, as I walked to the, up to the polling place, I noticed the blue arrows placed on the sidewalk telling me to stay six feet apart. Then I saw the sandwich board sign telling me to wear a mask. Did I just step back to the fall of 2020? Help me now. I was greeted by a masked worker who asked if I was there to vote. My first thought was, why else would I be here? But I respectively, uh, respectfully replied, yes. I entered the room and noticed I was the only one there voting in person. I walked up to the check-in station and was greeted by another masked worker. This one seated behind the so-called protection against COVID ever-present in my county plexiglass barrier. Because germs can't go around plexiglass. <laughs> Next, the original greeter ran over to me with a box of surgical masks and told me I had to wear one. I looked around slowly. Seated across the room were two poll workers chatting away while donning the infamous chin diaper. I scanned the room again and saw another poll worker with her mask pulled down while she snacked on some food. I then took a blue mask out of the box, gestured with my head to the chatting poll workers as I stuffed the mask into my pocket and said, I'm not wearing a mask to vote. 
The poll worker checked me in, proceeding to point to the container of disinfected stylus pens. <laughs> what? I'm not sure what is more frustrating about this voting experience, the ridiculous COVID protocol still in place, or knowing that my conservative voice will continue to not be represented year after year in the state of California. I like. I keep coming across things. It's usually kid-related, something with the kids, where they uh, have many paragraphs. We'd like you to know that we, uh, we've gone to great lengths to ensure the safety of everyone here. We have disinfected. Who was this for, I always think? Cultists. Don't worry about it. I swear it's like people in Salem who decided that they were beset with witches. It is a fever dream, a fantasy, because people like being scared. Uh, Some place yesterday struggling to talk to the the clerk because of all the glass partitioning between us. Still. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in some parts of uh, Cal Unicornia in particular, it's so they don't get shot. So it's kind of a combo. Although, uh, here's the reverse of it. Now that I know more about and spend more time thinking about the transfer of viruses. I was in a room last night where somebody mentioned they had a cold, and I thought, dude, why are you here? Or why don't you have a mask on? Or, or you know, I, and I would have never thought that pre-pandemic. Just, oh, you know, sorry to hear that or, or, or not say anything. But right. um, I think, what, what are you bringing that? Because I don't want to be sick for 10 days. Yeah, I've had enough. Well, I don't know. I wonder if, we're, if that's going to be more common, the, the, the public pressure to wear a mask if you're sick. Well, I'd say the tale of just utterly ridiculous hyper-caution cultism in Santa Clara County, California, would suggest that we're not out of the, uh, what's the opposite of an afterglow? Uh, we're still in the aftershock. We're still reeling from the experience, I think. And a few years down the line, provided that China doesn't unleash any more groovy bat viruses, uh, I, I think we'll probably be back to, you know, a little more uh, calm about the whole thing. A little more blasé. Gro- groovy bad viruses. <laughs> you communist mother scratchers. Um, some other things from around the world that we need to talk about. I've got a, a book, rec- audio book recommendation for you. You might like. Or you might not. I don't know. You might hate it. What, am, what do I know? Uh, we have results. Uh, 7th District in Pennsylvania with 2% reporting is leaning R. No, this is a bellwether, Jack, for the Midwestern. <laughs> I'll go to the board, start circling things and projecting numbers. Now, if we zoom out, oh, do we? Do we have that bit? Oh, yeah. Do you remember yeah. that hilarious bit, Michael? Yes, we got of to the guy who was a parody of the the election <laughs> yeah. board and analyst. Yes, yes, we have to dig that up. Perfect. We'll run that like every hour today. Uh, do we have a winner on the Powerball at $2 billion? We need to nail that down, too, because I shouldn't be at work if I won. Bunch Powerball! Of stu- bunch of stuff to talk about. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I heard that more than 50 students in Texas may have to retake their SATs after the test sheets flew out of a UPS truck. Shouldn't should have known this was going to happen because one of the questions on the test was if a UPS truck is driving at 50 miles per hour with a trunk open. And another UPS. Over 50 students in El Paso, Texas, may have to retake the SAT after their answer sheets flew out of a UPS truck and were either lost or destroyed. The students are calling the incident disheartening, regrettable, disconcerting, or irksome. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, that sucks. I'm guessing the groans were because people don't want to have to take the test again? Oh, great, Scott, No. It's it's horrible. It's long. It's stressful. It's difficult. Ugh. Do you study for that? I never took an SAT test. So do people uh, do you study for that test? A lot of people do. Yeah. yeah, you buy SAT study guides or you go to SAT study classes or whatever. That's one of the arguments against the standardized test is kids with more money and resources can really really attack it. Whereas uh, poor kids or apathetic kids or kids who don't know uh, just show up and, and take the test. And have their aptitude measured. Can you imagine that? I'm that second one. Apathetic. Yeah. 
Well, anyway, that's why, you know, we are what we are. <sighs> anyway, uh, so we would like you to do something good. There's a lot of cynicism, a lot of negativity, a lot of Hitler talk, the rest of it. You've heard it all. <laughs> a lot of Hitler. A lot of uh, end of the world talk. I mean, oh my God, it's terrible. A lot Meanwhile, of Hitler talk. There are good people doing really good things. We've got a story I'm so excited about bringing you next hour. It's entirely positive. It's folks doing good in their local communities. And speaking of doing good, can you take a moment, please, and make a donation to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, this incredible organization that stands up for and helps our fighting men and women when they need it most, when they're injured, traumatic brain injury, uh, traumatic or uh, PTSD, uh, med- medically retired from, from the uh, service. And they could be on the road to ruin, but Warrior Foundation Freedom Station steps in and gets them on a road to success and happiness, no matter what they need, including Freedom Stations 1, 2, and soon 3, these cottage communities where the warriors can live together as they make that difficult transition, sometimes dealing with terrible surgeries and rehabs and illness or whatever. Uh, They do miraculous work and are incredibly efficient with your dollars. Please give if you can. And it adds up fast. Any amount. I mean, if everybody listening gave a buck, we'd be at our goal of a half million dollars pretty easily. So, um, but, uh, you know, d- donate whatever you want. We make it super easy to donate because you're probably like us. You don't want it to be a 15 minute hassle. You go to Armstrong and Getty, uh, dot com and it's pretty easy to click on the banner and donate. And I'm, I'm seeing donations from $50, $100, $1,000. Thank you very much. I assume if you put your name on here, you're okay with it. David Bertini, thanks for a thousand bucks, man. Uh, Six hundred dollars, just fifty dollars from Sweet and Sour Pork. Thanks you for uh, donating Sweet and Sour Pork. Jack's favorite succulent Chinese meal. Not favorite, only. It's the only one I have ever eaten. Never will eat. But, Mongolian uh, beef. You would like Mongolian beef. So you I love like beef. Here's the retort to that. I like Sweet and Sour Pork. So what? Uh, I don't Variety need more. Is the spice is a of waste life. of time. Variety is you a waste of time. You have an unspiced life. Congratulations. You have a a, 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 a plain chicken breast of a life. <laughs> I have an not uns- even any delicious breading. Nothing. I have an unsalted chicken breast of a life. You know that's pretty accurate, actually. We'll have to do some uh, totals a little bit later in the show where we get the fanfare and the drum roll. And Gladys has been warming up with the drum roll. Got a good steady beat going, a good tight drum roll going this year. If this incredible country has been good to you and given you opportunities, the men and women who fought for it and fight for it still deserve a little love. All right, go to armstrongandgetty.com. So this woman, Ann Applebaum, is an expert on Ukraine and Russia and has written many books about it. And she's got a piece in The Atlantic about how we're giving in to fear around the whole nuclear thing. And it's giving Putin an advantage. I want to talk about that later because I thought that was pretty interesting. He is winning the fear war. But I said I had a book recommendation. This is, uh, you know, I was just going to tell Joe this, but I thought I would tell the whole world in case you're into this sort of thing. Have you read about Bono's new book? Uh, just briefly, so it exists. He's on the tour, and he, uh, like a lot of rock stars, has written a book. It's called Surrender. But here's the thing. Um, it The audiobook version is freaking fantastic. I just started it yesterday. And he was talking about that that is a developing art form, and he is absolutely right. The audiobook is, is improving 
quickly, and people are being more um, creative with it. And he's very creative with it, including all kinds of sound effects and TV clips and musics and him just with a guitar adding in songs, stuff like that. But it's mm-hmm. not only an interesting story from a really way more interesting guy than I knew, realized, um, just a well-done audiobook. So if you want an easy listen, I would highly recommend that. Yeah, he's an impressive guy in a lot of ways. I mean, you two became so omnipresent and obnoxious there for a while. It was uh, tough to take. And that free album on Apple Music, that was just terrible. He regrets but, that. Yeah, interesting. Um, I didn't know he will, was so religious. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, having recently gone through one and a half times, Paul Simon and Malcolm Gladwell and Bruce What's-His-Face, um, they did an audio book together about Paul Simon's career, uh, Paul Simon, the songwriter, obviously, um, that includes a great deal of Paul illustrating things musically, um, which is, it's beyond an audio book. It's, I don't know what it is. It's an audio documentary, um, but it was wonderful. So, yeah, I'll, I spend way too much time reading and listening to musicians, uh, but I'll add that one to the list. I think um, uh, audio books are really, really the wave of the future for transferring information. I think that's where we're going. As everybody walks around with a, an earpiece in their head. You know, I got a text uh, this morning from Tim Sandifer, Tim the lawyer, good friend of the Armstrong and Getty show, that his brand new book is out in audiobook, uh, read by the author himself, which is the way to go. Uh, Tim's dulcet tones. Uh, the name of it, of course, is the fabulous uh, I Moby right. Dick. I don't believe that's correct. Ah, da, 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 come on. Freedom's Furies. How Isabel Patterson, Rose Wilder Lane, and Ayn Rand found liberty in an age of darkness. And he says, I said, hmm, audio or read? I'm not sure which. He said, well, if you only listen, you'll miss out on my end notes. More than a 100 pages of them on fascinating subjects such as, why did Ayn Rand dislike the Disney cartoon Ferdinand the Bull? (laughs) We love the Ferdinand the Bull at our house. Well, Ayn Rand didn't, and you'll never know why if you listen to the audiobook. If you miss an hour of the show, you can get it in podcast form, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.